Hey there, it's Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, host of the Pat Miller Show. This show is for small business owners so they can make their business dreams come true. Our slogan is Don't Grow It Alone. And what you're going to hear is a broadcast of our show that's carried in 25 cities around the country. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Hope you love it. All right, let's go. America's small business conversation is on the air. It's the Pat Miller Show. One hour exclusively for entrepreneurs to work on your business, not in it. It's time to solve problems, capture opportunities, and celebrate your wins. Powered by the Idea Collective small business community. This is the Pat Miller Show. Now your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. Welcome to the Pat Miller Show, America's small business conversation. I'm your host, Pat Miller, founder of the Idea Collective small business community. And on today's show, we've got some interviews and some information. We're going to do the information first because it has to do with money in your pocket. And what are we going to do with AI? I think I have a way forward, and I want to get you thinking about how we're going to implement this technology to save ourselves time and money. We're going to get to that in about 30 seconds here. Also coming up on the show, we're going to spend time with Coach Kate Carter, and we're going to talk about expectations and helping us manage what does success look like in our business. But let's start with AI. If you're like me, you run a small business, which means you don't have enough time and you don't have enough money. But we see like an oasis tinkling in the distance. Oh, this computer technology that might be able to pop up and help us when it comes to getting stuff done and making more money. And the promises, they're big. Boy, we're getting some good promises right now. But the payoff hasn't quite been there yet. Have you tried AI the way that I have? And it says, it's going to make your teeth whiter and your, your eyes brighter and you'll lose 10 pounds and you give them your credit card and then it doesn't do any of those things. So the promises seem to outweigh the deliverables right now. But I think the real magic with AI will come when two things happen. And I want to get your head thinking about this. One, when the technology gets about 10% better, it'll really start to get effective. And two, when we as small business owners understand where does AI fall in our to-do list? Because AI has to get put into a workflow. We have to know when to use it and how to use it. Because if you're like me, of a certain age, you remember when computers showed up and you thought, whoa, this magic box that can play chess, this might end up being something we can use to make money, but no one knew how to do it. You remember those early spreadsheets and word processing? I mean, it was convenient, but how do we turn that into money? And business figured it out. And if you're like me, you can't imagine a world where you don't turn to your computer 99% of the time. So I've been thinking about the AI workflow and where AI will fall in our ability to get stuff done. Let's 
let's put that to the side for a second because there is some AI news. Meta, Facebook, they've announced that their new AI virtual assistant is all set and ready to go. And it's going to sound a lot like you because it was trained on you. (laughs) They announced that this new AI assistant was trained on all of the Facebook and Instagram posts we've been making for years. And if that feels all violating, don't feel that way because when a product is free, you're the product. So Facebook says, thank you for training my AI bots. Uh, We're ready to go now. Facebook also said that they're partnering with Microsoft. So now we've got the AI battle lines drawn. We've got Microsoft and Facebook on one side, and we've got Google on the other side. And as they compete with one another, the technology is going to get better. So let's talk about how we use the technology once we have it. Because there will come a time when something like this happens. You're sitting there and you think, oh, I've got a keynote speech in Atlanta, which I do in January. Hey, AI, I want you to build and book my itinerary because I've trained you on what airline I like the type of hotel I like, the restaurants that I like, you know how much I want to spend, and you have my credit card number, so boop, make it happen. And the AI bot will go out and book me on this airline, and I'll stay in this type of hotel, and it'll get me some reservations, and it'll probably come back and say, hey, these first-level connections on LinkedIn live in Atlanta. Should I reach out to them and see if they want to join you for dinner? That all sounds like Star Trek stuff, but this is coming. This is going to be there. Here's another example. The Idea Collective Small Business Conference is coming up in early November. You should be there, smallbizretreat.com. And I want you to take this pile of images, and I want you to identify everyone that's in them, and then I want you to write 10 posts about those images and post them and tag them and write an email to each person in the image, inviting them to the retreat and sharing the ticket purchase link. Again, Star Trek stuff. That's never going to happen. Wrong. A lot of that can happen already. I'll give you one more example. I want you to go through all of my receipts from the past year, and I want you to look for where I'm paying for duplicate services, and I want you to reach out and cancel the duplicate services, and I want you to go back to every vendor I did business with and send them a letter asking for a rate decrease. So if we want those kinds of outcomes... What will our day-to-day workflow look like? And I want you to picture a triangle. Can you picture a triangle that has kind of like the Maslow hierarchy where you're at the top and then there's a bunch of stuff beneath you? Because it's radio, we kind of have to hold this in our mind a little bit. But I want you to picture a triangle. And here's where we are today in this triangle. And then I'll show you where we're going to be with this AI triangle. Here's what it is. Very soon, this is what it's going to be. You're at the top of the triangle. Then right beneath you will be your AI bots. You will have an idea. You'll turn to your bots. That'll be the very first step of productivity. Beneath your bots will be your contractors, the people that you hire for specific pieces of work. And then beneath Your contractors will be your employees. So you're at the top. 
you have all of these bots that help you be more productive. Then you have all of your contractors that help you and your bots be more productive. And then you have your employees who support your contractors, your bots, and yourself. That's the triangle of work that I think we are going to be in maybe for the next year. Maybe I'm, t- I'm serious. Maybe for the next year, that's what it's going to be. But what's going to blow your mind is what the triangle is going to be 12 months from today. And I want you to hold this in your mind because this is where we are going. There's no debate here. What this is going to be is a new triangle. And the new triangle has the AI at the top. And then you. And then your contractors. And then your employees. But Pat, what do you mean? What would that be like? Here's what that would be like. You have running on your computer desktop at any one time your co-pilot. You sit down in the morning with your cup of coffee or it's Saturday morning or it's Sunday morning and you sit down and you talk with your co-founder that happens to be AI. And the AI says, hey, I found some duplicate services and I've canceled them. And I did this, this, that, and the other thing. And I noticed that this one client um, needs a rate increase because it's about time that we do that. And I was crawling the web and I noticed that you've had a new competitor emerge in this space. And I've noticed this and I've noticed that. And the AI is going to start giving you feedback on the business. And it's going to start acting on your behalf in the background. It's like a Roomba for your business. A Roomba just all of a sudden starts vacuuming. You don't even have to tell it. It just does it. It is not going to be long until the top of the pyramid is an AI that knows way better than you about how to run a business and what to do, that notices things six months before you would otherwise, that takes action on your plan and your mission long before you do. This sounds like Star Trek. I get it. But I'm telling you, whether you're in California or Illinois or Lincoln, Nebraska, this is where we're going. And this is the opportunity that's in front of us. So don't run from it. Had to share that. Now we got to talk about money in your client's pocket. Breaking news from the IMF and you need to hear it. We'll do that next on the Pat Miller Show. America's small business conversation continues next on the Pat Miller Show. Krista Morrissey for Choices Coaching and Consulting. Do you know where most small businesses go wrong? They invest in everything except their leaders. But through strong leaders comes strong business. Are you doing it wrong? Most small businesses focus on production and numbers. Production and numbers come through strong, resilient leaders. And strong leaders strengthen culture. They strengthen your resiliency and they strengthen your bottom line. I develop strong, resilient leaders who will drive your business. It is time for you to refocus your investment. Go to choicescoachingconsulting.com and let's you and I start the conversation now before someone else invests in your leaders. When you invest in your leaders, you invest in the bottom line of your business. Connect with Krista at choicescoachingconsulting.com. Act now. Krista at choicescoachingconsulting.com. You 
have a brand. Your business's brand is one of the most important things on your plate. As a business owner, you keep up with the trends. So what's hot these days? It's live events. Owning your small business combined with speaking at live events positions you as the expert in your field. That's where Bankable Events comes into play. Bankable Events is an event advisory and management firm with a primary focus on maximum conversion events. With more than 4,000 live events under their belt, they have the expertise to design face-to-face events that get your audience pumped up and generate profits. The minute you partner with Bankable Events, they'll start creating a customer customized strategy to take you from idea to income. Just think of the opportunities ahead for you. Call 303-550-1123 or head to bankableevents.com. Join over 1,000 other small business owners and CEOs who use Bankable Events to build community and drive revenue. That's bankableevents.com. Now, America's small business conversation continues on the Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to the Pat Miller Show, America's small business conversation. I'm your host, Pat Miller, the founder of the Idea Collective Small Business Community, where we help small business owners and solopreneurs build their businesses by offering the support and resources they need. It's your dream. Don't grow it alone. If the expectations get heavy for you and your business and you have a hard time moving forward, we're going to talk with Kate Carter in just a minute. She's going to help us get our mindset right. But now we're going to talk about money. 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 I like money. Do you like money? Money swell. But if you're like me, you've noticed money be a little bit squirrely lately. Have you seen your clients behaving a little bit differently? Because our businesses rely on our customers deciding to spend money with us. Whether it's a product or service that you provide, every one of us need someone to say, you know what, I need what you have, and here is my money. But in the last six months, it sure has seemed like the behavior around money has changed. Have you noticed that? That things that used to sell right away are lasting a little bit longer, or people that used to renew right away are taking some extra time. It just feels like the push-pull around money has just been interrupted ever so slightly. That's just how it feels to me. And when you have this conversation around a group of small business owners, what you'll frequently hear is this. Imagine you're at a networking event, standing there, lukewarm coffee, talking to someone you just met. The subject of the economy comes up. And all of a sudden, the conversation turns to, well, inflation, you know. And that's true. There's inflation. Well, you know, the recession that we're in, we're not in a recession. That's not what's happening right now. People that say that we're in a recession are not accurate. But I will grant them that money is a little bit squirrely right now. So what is going on? It feels like spending is slowing down, but it's not. Because I've got new news this morning from the International Monetary Fund. And we don't have to be financial wonks to understand what's going on. Like, we don't have to study this stuff for a living, but you need someone like me to be paying attention, and I am. So the IMF released some new stats around how people are spending their money. And the big takeaway for me is that Americans' savings rates are in the tank. 
during the pandemic, we saved like squirrels before winter. We just saved everything. American savings were at like some unusual all-time high. And that makes a lot of sense. One, because there was trouble. And what do we do when there's trouble? Well, we try and save up our resources to get through the trouble. That makes sense. And we were kind of locked in our houses, so we couldn't really go anywhere. Like we couldn't go out and buy a $200 steak dinner because we couldn't leave the house. So it was pretty easy to save money. And we were all kind of freaked out. So we were saving money left and right. So that combination of uncertainty and inability to spend it resulted in really high savings rates. But what happened as soon as we could leave the cave and go do stuff? (laughs) Well, what did you do? I know what I did. I spent money like a drunken sailor on a pass in Las Vegas. Like, let's go. I couldn't wait to get out there and spend money. And statistically, the IMF is revealing that's exactly what happened. Since 2022, the U.S. savings rate dropped to below pre-pandemic levels. So what does that mean? During the pandemic, we saved way more than ever. And now our savings are way lower than the pandemic and even lower than they were before the pandemic. So people are out there spending their money. Why is that a big deal? And why are we talking about it on a small business show? Well, 68% of the overall economy is driven by personal consumer spending. 68% of the entire enchilada. Meaning, if people stop spending, the economy dies. Well, people are spending like crazy, so things are going okay. The IMF said, what does this mean? They said, that means there's still some consumer confidence. Because again, think back to the pandemic. If everything was terrible, would you spend all the money you have in the bank? No, you'd save it. And we did during the pandemic. But if things are okay and you feel pretty good about the world going forward, what do you do? Drunken sailors. Wee. So I ask you as a small business owner, how does that make you feel and what are you doing about it? We now have the data that says, yeah, inflation is for real, but no, there's not a recession and people are willing to spend their cash. I think that has two different things we have to consider. One, as someone that's asking for the sale, have you been doing it aggressively? Or have you been thinking about a scarcity mindset, discounting your prices, trying to scoop up as as much business as you can because you think people don't want to spend? Only you can answer that question. But I've seen people doing it, and I've considered it myself. If I just lower the price of what I do, maybe the business will come because people don't want to spend their money right now. That's the line of thinking. But we know people are spending their money right now. So I'm asking you, instead of a race to the bottom on price and a race to the bottom on your services, 
It may feel counterintuitive to you, but maybe right now is exactly the time to launch a premium product or lean into your clients for another renewal or whatever it might be that gets them to spend more with you than they had been before. See what I mean? The second part of this conversation isn't about sales. The second part of the conversation is spending inside your own business. Do you feel confident about where you are? And do you feel confident as you look into 2024? Look, right over there. See right over there? Hey, there's 2024. I mean, it's not going to be long till it's here. We're already in Q4. But as you look into 2024, have you been investing in your growth? Have you been making big decisions? Have you been confidently upgrading and improving and marketing and getting yourself out there because you know that 2024 is going to be great? Or have you been turtling? Again, only you know the answer. But with this new data point, does it kind of change your thinking? I got to admit, it made me think a little bit differently because I was kind of feeling it. I was kind of feeling the where is everybody vibe. And I was kind of feeling the maybe I should cut back on my vendors and maybe I should spend a little less. But this information makes me feel a little bit more confident and hopefully it adds some confidence to you and what you're doing as well. On the way, we're going to talk about expectations in our small business. Kate Carter is an outstanding coach. She's been on the show before and she's going to come back and share with us the expectations in your business how to think about that and not just obsess about goals. Kate is standing by. We'll talk to her next on The Pat Miller Show. America's small business conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show. Are you a woman who needs to protect and grow your business? Or do you have a secret dream to start one? I bet you do. If you don't have a lawyer on your side, you may be putting your family and personal assets at risk. I know, I know. You might be avoiding lawyers because they seem overwhelming or intimidating. That's why you have to meet the team at Athena Legal Solutions, LLC.com. This all-woman team of talented lawyers are the most approachable, knowledgeable, and friendly team you'll ever meet. They exist solely to support women business owners who often go without the legal support they truly need. In 2023, they want to help 223 women create a solid legal foundation for their business. The first 100 women who mention this ad will receive over $100 off of their LLC starter package. Visit Athena Legal Solutions LLC.com. Now, America's Small Business Conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to The Pat Miller Show, America's Small Business Conversation. And unlike some other small business shows that maybe try and show up every day and tell you how smart we are, what we like to do is like look behind the scenes to the parts of your life that you're really not saying out loud, the things that we all feel that really aren't on the radio very often. And one of them that really feels familiar to me, and tell me if this feels familiar to you, 
You're doing your job, you think you're doing okay, yet you're still going to bed every night feeling disappointed, feeling like things could and should be going better, like you're just not good enough. If you're trying to build your own small business dream, I know you know that feeling. And joining us today is someone to help us work through it so we don't get stuck there. Kate Carter is coming back to the show. She's the uh, head coach at Kate Carter Coaching, of course. Kate, welcome back to the Pat Miller Show. How are you today? Hi, Pat. Thanks. I'm great. Happy to be back here. I want to get into this topic because I think it's very familiar to almost everyone that's listening. Doing your best, yet still hitting the sack, feeling disappointed with how things are going. Why do we feel that way and how can we fix it? So when we are starting a business or running a new business, there's a lot of unknown. There's a lot of risk-taking. There's a lot of new. There's a lot of uncertainty. And in that space, Fear likes to come up and push at us to push us back into our comfort zone. Fear thinks it's keeping us safe by telling us not to do anything different. We talked about that last time. We know that's not the way to do it. But one of its most effective tools is putting um, expectations on us, telling us, though, the way to do this is with expectations. And what that sounds like, I should do this. I have to do this. The only way this is going to work out is if this happens. So I like to call it affectionately should being on ourselves. That's S-H-O-U-L-D. Um, Very good. And and the what happens is that'll come in at the end of the day. You did 10 things really well that day, 10 new things, 10 things out of your comfort zone. You didn't get to one or two of them. What are you going to bed thinking about? The one or two of them. And your brain's pumping that through you to try and keep you safe. But all it does is zap our energy instead of celebrating like I did 10 steps today. That's fantastic. So I want to tell everybody a little bit how expectations stop us because I have a lot of people say to me, oh, no, but you can't get anywhere without expectations. You have to have expectations. If I didn't have expectations, I wouldn't grow. And I would say I want to distinguish between goals and expectations. Goals are good. Mm -hmm. They're positive things to shoot for. Expectations are judgment and pressure. When we say, I should be able to do this, right? For a new business owner, I'm a new business owner, as you know, Pat. And one of the real challenges for me has been managing the financial and the sales part of it. And on the days when I say, oh, I should be able to do this better. I'm not doing this well enough. What's wrong with me? That's usually where it goes. I am putting a lot of pressure and expectation on myself. And what I'm doing is I'm shifting all of my energy to the result and feeling like I have to control it. The result is something over which I really don't have a lot of power or control. I have power in the present to make choices and to take steps. And when we let go of expectations, that's what we want to do. We want to bring people back from that outer pressure on having to feel like I have to control this result. There's only one way it can work out, which we all know is false. There's a million ways things can work out. Back to the present where I have the power to choose to do something, to choose to make a commitment, take an action, take a step. As a solopreneur, we don't have a boss. The only boss that we have rides with us on our shoulder. So I can see how judgment and expectation and pressure can feel like it's productive because it keeps our standards high. But you're saying it's actually sometimes working against us because that is our comfort zone holding us back. Is, is Am I hearing that right? Yeah, I would actually say it's always working against us. And I know a lot of people don't agree with that, and that's okay. But I want people to take it on and think about it. What is more energizing for you? I should do this, and I should have done it yesterday, or I want to do this. I'm going to choose to do this. So if there's something, for a listener right now, if there's something in your business that you've been saying, oh my gosh, I should do this, I should do this, I should do this, let go of the should and shift your language to I want to, I choose to, or I'm deciding to. That small change actually reaps different energy in us. Judgment 
is tiring. It's exhausting. Empathy and present-mindedness is powering. Power. It's empowering. It gives us energy. So it's a big shift. If you feel like you're not getting far enough, fast enough in your small business, this might be affecting you. We're talking with Kate Carter from katecartercoaching.com about expectations and fear and judgment. And these coworkers that we have on our small business journey, they're all inside our head. Now, you started to hit on something oh, yeah. really interesting there about changing our language. I know that many think changing your language, come yeah. on. But you coach people through this. It really works, yep. question mark? Yep, it does really work. And I even have some credentials behind me. I was a linguistics ma- minor in college. Um, but no, <laughs> it really does. If you just say to yourself, Pat, what's one thing that you have maybe been shooting yourself on, have been really pressuring yourself? Oh boy, I uh, want to get you more on the people to here. the small business rebellion on August 19th. Got it. And does that come up as pressurable? Like I should be able to do this. I can't believe I don't know how to do this or it's not happening. It should be happening. A hundred percent. I feel like everything's yeah. going the way that it should and it's just not happening. Yeah, but it should be happening. So if you shift that language out and just keep it in, I want to, and I'm going to keep making all the steps, does that take some of the pressure off? Oh yeah, because then it's a positive thing. Because I know the event is going to be great and I want as many people as possible to see it and experience it. It's going to be amazing. I've heard Kyle and uh, Kylie and Mike and they're amazing. So, but yeah, so it takes it off and it doesn't feel like you have to know how it's going to happen. Has there ever been anything in your business where you were sure this one way was going to make it happen and actually turned out totally different? It was even better than you could imagine. hundred percent. That's another thing that expectations take us. When we're putting all of our focus on the end result, we're less creative and less responsive in the present, right? So maybe it's not coming together the way you, you thought it should. You put all the things in place. It should be happening. Okay, take stock. What's going on? What are things I'm willing to do to try and change paths here? Can I try different things? Am I willing to do that? Do I want to do that? Can I ask for help? All And during the present, you can troubleshoot. You can be creative. If you're only focused on that result, you get locked up. Now, I think that gives us something concrete because if someone was listening to this and they thought, eh, language, I don't know, but you mm-hmm. just gave us a blueprint. Expectations lead to limited choices and judgment because we think there's Absolutely. only one way to get it done. If I want to fill the room, that means I can start exploring things that maybe I hadn't explored before, which unlocks our creativity and opportunity. And at least for me, that's where all my energy lies anyway. Right. And when we're stuck in the should, it's like we're gatekeeping. We're not allowing ourselves to see all of that because we're only looking at that, you know, that original plan we had. So when you work with someone on this particular topic and they get into the habit of shifting their language, what are they doing to get into that habit? Is it a daily affirmation? Is it catching themselves and correcting themselves? Is it a sticker on their uh, computer screen? Like, how are you getting people to get into the habit of not saying should, they're saying I want to? Yep. So a couple of things. First step, awareness. Awareness is can be just trying to pay attention to your language and catch it. We all know that awareness is the first step to change. Um, another thing can be my new favorite tool. It's called do a should storm instead of a brainstorm. <laughs> you write all the shoulds that are running through your head. I have an inner critic that to be the dictator somewhere, right? So write oh, out a should great. storm, write out I should and just keep writing until you run out. And you will see, you will see all the ways you're pressuring yourself inside your mind. And you're absolutely right. Pat. It's inside. That's why I say when I work with people, work from the inside out because it's the freedom is inside. And then the last thing I do is help people set intentions. And intentions are powerful, proactive statements in the present. I am willing to practice something. So you pull yourself back to the present and you commit to an action in the present. The language is the awareness piece. 
And it brings the energy when you shift it to let you take that step, to give you motivation to take that step. There is doubt, no doubt. But when you mm-hmm. talk about it this way, that gives us concrete action steps. Do you find that people maybe are a little foggy on if this is going to work until they do it and then it changes the way that they operate? Absolutely. Um, I I think our culture is absolutely jam-packed with expectations. I think it's the way, and it's the way our brains work. If we couldn't rely on sort of expecting how our day is going to go, we wouldn't be able to get out of bed. So, you know, there's some of that that we really need. But with this kind of thing, we want to stop it. I'm working with a high-end realtor right now. And she says this has changed her life. She's never felt so calm in the middle of an absolutely crazy season because she realized she was working from expectations and not just hers, but one she was projecting onto other people and taking on other people's stuff. And she just realized, I'm not willing to take that on anymore. I'm willing to do this. I want to do this. So it's totally shifted the way she relates to work and and how much energy gets taken from her at work. On this show and in the small business space, there is an endless amount of discussion around budgeting and marketing and sales and all of that. Mm -hmm. But if you're listening today right now and you're covered in expectations, this conversation may have helped you. Kate Carter from katecartercoaching.com. It's always a pleasure to have you on the Pat Miller Show. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Pat. In a minute, we're going to do a What's Working Right Now segment with Dottie Posto, where we're going to learn how networking is moving the needle for her and her business. But before we get there, I want to share with you something we have new going on with the Idea Collective small business community. We've launched a new way for potential members to check us out with no risk and no cost. It's called the Small Business Free Trial Challenge. You get to come to the Idea Collective, jump into the community with no charge and no risk, and experience it for two weeks. You complete four challenge actions, and at the end of that two weeks, you're going to know in your heart if this is the right group for you to walk with as you build your small business dream. You'll come to an event. You'll have a one-on-one with a member. You'll trick out your profile and let everyone know that you're there. And then at the end of two weeks, you'll tell us, is this a fit for me long-term? It's a risk-free way to try out the Idea Collective small business community. Learn more at ideacollectiveincubator.com. That's ideacollectiveincubator.com. America's small business conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show. Developing your business is a journey. So make sure and bring along a trusted sidekick. As your business grows, Sidekick Accounting will be there. Sidekick Accounting's core services help take the confusion out of bookkeeping, tax preparation, and tax planning. Who's going to keep track of all those pesky receipts and invoices? Well, Sidekick Accounting has things covered as you grow your version of business success. So whether your small business is a side hustle or a conduit to freedom and owning your own business in time, get in touch with a trusted Sidekick. Sidekick Accounting. There are expert advisors waiting to hear from you now. Feel free to call or send a text message to 414-310-7689. That's 414 414- 310-7689. You can find them on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, or visit sidekick-accounting.com. Remember, developing your business is a journey, so bring along a trusted sidekick. Now, America's Small Business Conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. 
Welcome back to the Pat Miller Show, America's small business conversation. And if you've been listening to the show, you know we bring on really smart people to teach us things. But we also bring on our peers so we can talk about what's working right now and celebrate with one another when something happens that's good in the business. We're going to do a What's Working Right Now segment so we can hear about a strategy that is moving a business forward. And the person delivering the information is Dottie Posto, the founder of In Plain Sight Consulting and Coaching. Dottie, welcome to the show. And before we talk about what's working, let's talk about what you do for work. Tell us about In Plain Sight and how you help people. So, Pat, thank you for asking. You know, when you're working in a company, whether it's a small or medium-sized business or even a, a large corporation, and you've got that team member or, you know, worse yet, the leader may be very valuable to the organization and they're an ASS. Your MVP <laughs> is an ASS. It's the jerk in the office who's creating a lot of backroom chatter, you know, maybe even creating a revolving door on the team that people just don't want to work with them. They're It's not that they're not producing, it's that they're taking people out in the process. And what I do is I come in and I coach that leader or team member to become the leader or team member that everybody wants to work. That is needed in every office in America. You're going to be a very, very busy person. So tell us what's working right now, because when people share with us what's working, we may hear something that we can do as well. So what's working for you right now? So what's working for me is something that you hear all the time, and maybe I'll offer a little bit of a spin on it, is in-person networking and following up with abandon. The following up is something I'm still mastering, and it's not necessarily the only strategy or the long-term strategy. And I've shifted my business from doing mostly change management consulting to doing this leadership development and leadership coaching. And so it's really what I need to be doing right now. And with my main audience of small to mid-sized businesses, in-person networking works great. And I love in-person networking. I'm an introvert and I'm a social introvert. So I love meeting new people. And I'll give you an example of a way that I've been doing networking. And it's not, it wasn't even necessarily purposeful, but it's working. It is going into a networking environment and asking questions that I might do a survey out to. Like if I wanted to go and survey CEOs and senior leaders, I might ask them some of these questions. And I ran into somebody who I had met and who I had gotten to know a little bit just a few months ago. And I asked him a couple of questions about his business, the size of it, how many leaders he had, what challenges he had. And just all I was doing was being curious because I was trying to kind of get a little bit of research for how I might talk to other leaders. And it was interesting because as the event went on and before he left, he came up to me, he says, give me a call. Let's chat. We might do some work together. The strategy sounds like it's working. And I tell people to go out there and run for office and let people know what you stand for and meet as many people as you can. But you brought up an interesting challenge that many of us face. You're an introvert. So how do you rev yourself up to go out there and meet people when you know it's in the best interest of the business? That's a great question. And I think for me, it is a little easier because I am a social introvert, which some people think that if you're an introvert, you never want to meet people. You don't want to be around people. It's not the same. It's not it's not true. Um, And I just know that I can be social. I can be very social with people. I have to have enough resourcing ahead of time and enough resourcing time afterwards (laughs) to re-energize. And I just I have a very curious nature. And I think that's one of the keys is to really get curious. 
And even if it's just you think about your business and what would you really love to know about someone else, you know, and and ask a question. Maybe it's not even something about your business. You know, there's all different ways to introduce yourself. You know, Dale Carnegie has that little house metaphor that they use for starting a conversation, different things. But I love the idea of just getting curious about the other person, their businesses, like what's challenging now. We're doing a What's Working Right Now segment with Dottie Posto, founder of In Plain Sight Consulting and Coaching. It's what's working for her right now is going out there and meeting a bunch of people. The other thing that you said that I heard, and I want to make sure we underscore, it's not just meeting a bunch of people, it's following up with abandon. So how are you staying present and continuing the conversations after you meet people? That's a great question. I, um, I'm still getting that good at mastering it. And I had uh, stacks of cards still <laughs> that I need to follow up with. And what I'm doing is um, somebody recommended to me a very inexpensive, very simple CRM system and a very simple process. I put everything into a spreadsheet and then I upload it into the CRM. Or if I'm on top of it all, <laughs> I can just add it to the CRM. And then I just create a task. You know, some of them have actual reminders, like click a button and it says, remind me to call this person in a month. And I just, you know, in, in this one, I can create a task that says follow up in a month, you know. And so I try, my goal is to follow up within a few days of meeting them. Not great at it yet. I do with some events and others. I'm just, you know, there was one week I went to five networking events. Not normal, but I went to like five or six networking events because of how things were scheduled that week. Other weeks I go to none. But when I'm going to five or six, it's hard to follow up within a day or two. And I just make sure that I write on the card where I met them, what day I met them, and, you know, if there's anything I remember about them. And so then I can send an email or, you know, I try to connect with them on LinkedIn right away and just start a conversation. And again, it's getting curious about them, getting curious about the challenges they had in, for me, leadership development or leadership, you know, how their leadership is working or not working. And for others, it might be just getting curious about what's going on. If you're a process person, you know, what's the best process you have in your business and what's the worst? Those are great pieces of advice. Let's ask one last question with the time that we have here. People that adopt this strategy and they go out to meet a bunch of people, sometimes they get frustrated because it doesn't turn into business instantly. What would you tell them and how do you keep yourself psyched up to go out, leave the cave and meet people because it's a process and it won't happen overnight? That's a great question because our brain is wired to stay in the cave. It is. It's just wired to stay in the cave. And so we have to feel the fear and just carry it around like a heavy purse, like my coach says, <laughs> carry it around like a heavy purse and just know. I mean, think about I got one of the most iconic retail brands by following up over the course of a year. You know, when he didn't answer me over the course of, you know, a couple of weeks or a couple of months, that's how I got one. When, when I got my job at, at Harley, that's how I got that was following up with him several times because he was busy. You know, this guy's a, a vice president, a regional vice president. He was busy. You know, he's, you know, we go to the worst case scenario 
<laughs> and it's never the case. You know, he hates me. He looked me up. He talked to somebody who thinks I'm a jerk, you know, like stuff. And it's, you know, it's mostly they're busy. They've got they've got so many things on their plate. This is just, you know, this is one thing and it's way over here. It's way on the, you know, it's it's not the top priority necessarily unless you know they've got something that's really, really urgent they need to fix. And most times that's not the case. It's a piece of advice that you hear all the time because it works. Going out and meeting as many people as you can, that's what's working right now for Dottie Posto, founder of In Plain Sight Consulting and Coaching. Dottie, thanks for coming on the Pat Miller Show. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Pat. It's been fun. Thanks for listening to the Pat Miller Show. See patmillershow.com for more information on today's guests, events, and the Idea Collective small business community. A worldwide group working together to fight fear, inexperience, and isolation for small business owners everywhere. Join us next week for the Pat Miller Show. And remember, get clear, work hard, and never quit. Guests on the Pat Miller Show have agreed prior to appearing that they are receiving consultation and advice that they may or may not use at their own risk. No part of the show should replace accounting, tax, or legal advice.